Hello, everybody. Eternan Mayol, founder and chief volunteer for Apprentice Worldwide. And today we have a special event. And not that other events are not special, but this is extra special because we celebrate our fifth, fifth annual Workplace Horror Stories. I don't know if you know, but we've done these in the past. My buddy here, uh, Umberto, which will introduce himself as well in a little bit, uh, joined me last year or the last time, which was in 2019. Because in 2020, we didn't have one because we were living a horrendous, horrible story. Right? So that what took uh, precedent. But we've done five of these already. And the reason we do that is because what I tell my my friends, particularly the ones starting in their careers, is that it's it's all fun and games, right? When you are studying and before you're studying in terms of your dreams and aspirations, right? Everybody, all of a sudden, everybody's perfect. Then you start working and realize that things are not that perfect, right? So we are here to share our stories about things that are not that perfect at work. And then we're gonna give advice to people on how to how we dealt with the situation and maybe about how to avoid these mistakes. I tell my friends that um, professor mistake is the one that gives the best lessons, right? And uh, if you don't, when you hear these stories, right? Some of them self-inflicted, you know, horrendous stories that we did ourselves, but some of them that are not, uh, you know, not our fault. And sometimes we're so enamored and in love with the brands, right? We work for major global companies, right? Google, Facebook, now Meta, right? You probably saw the announcement that Facebook changed the name to Meta. So, yeah, that happened today. So, Meta, la metía pata que I do all the time, sometimes. Uh, so, it's, it's fitting. It's because sometimes we get enamored with the brands and we forget that in business, it's all about the people, right? The brands are beautiful, but the people are the ones that make our experience uh, better. So let's, uh, let's talk about that, okay? But before we do, I want to tell you about a couple of things that we have in Apprentice Worldwide. By the way, did you know that we do events every single month online or in person? And did you know that Hernan Mayo is not the only one that does events? There are people all over the world that uh, get together. So Rosa Maria is our, our representative in Mexico. She's going to be joining us as well. And she does events over there with the team. Uh, Gabby is still in Europe. And she was, she, uh, she was in Argentina before. She's from Argentina, but she is in Europe. And she takes care of our Europe things from time to time, right? And then we have people all over Latin America, all over the United States, getting together and sharing stories and just helping each other out, right? Which is what what uh, what this is all about. Um, but we'll talk about company culture in a little bit. Before that, I want to remind people: next week we have a very a very you know it's a hard event because we're going to talk about cancer. And but what we're really going to focus in that event is how to you know maintain your level of engagement at work while going through difficult situations in your personal life, like cancer. Maybe, maybe the people that, well, the people that we're going to have next week, um, their family members suffer cancer 
and they are going to share how they survive and you know how how they kept on going and uh, you know what what advice they'll give give to people but uh, another horrendous situation that we cannot control but today we're going to talk about our stories some fun stories so not that fun but um Last thing I want to hear, I want to tell you is that in the month of November, we'll be doing uh, some more expansion and recruiting. If you have people that are interested in joining Apprentice Worldwide, we try to do this every two months because it's growing so much that we have to group the uh, orientations. Uh, we've been getting more formal with time. This is our sixth year, right? Going to be our seventh year in in uh, February. Um, sorry. Hold on a second. Okay, everybody, put them, put yourselves on mute unless I call you, okay? So that we avoid the feedback from the phones. Um, I lost my train of thought. So I was telling you about our seventh anniversary. And before I forget, we are celebrating our uh, international convention in Puerto Rico. And I see a few here that are attending, right? Uh, uh, this guy over here might, might be joining us as well. And that is February 19th, President's okay? Day President's Day weekend. And we're gonna have an executive retreat in Puerto Rico. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to uh, start our discussion by introducing each one of the speakers. And then I'm gonna have some questions for you regarding your situation and what I know about you, okay? This is important. We are recording this, but we will not be sharing this recording with everybody, okay? We were gonna keep it under lock and key, and we're gonna, if we're gonna share it with the public, we will edit it before. You have to trust me on this one, okay? So most of these horrendous stories, we don't want them to go in the public, but we record them because what we do is the people in our team, we might be able to share some uh, knowledge by showing them some video clips, okay? The same thing with our Facebook Live. You're going to see it today, but tomorrow we're going to delete this recording so you won't see it anymore, okay? Uh, with that being said, let's start with the people in the room. So, Humberto. Yes. How you doing, Humberto Maran? Um, I work for an organization called SECF, which is Structured Corporate and Commodity Finance, um, and Horizon Capital. It's a hedge fund. We focus on trade finance, um, and uh, that's my focus. I'm the managing director here in uh, North America, uh, and I'm here to share some of my corporate experiences. I guess that's generally where I had my horror stories. I work for this uh, organization by the name of Cargill. It's a pretty big company, even though most people haven't heard of them. Um, and uh, interesting corporate culture, very good corporate culture, actually. Um, but like in every corporate culture, there's horror stories that are interesting for everybody to know, especially the young folks. Excellent. And Umberto lives here in Miami. So we're in Miami. Yes. Okay. But uh, we have people all over, and we'll go to the next in the room. So Rosa Maria, one of my best friends, unfortunately, we don't see each other that often, but she lives in Mexico, but she's in my heart, and, and we share this, uh, this organization together, helping the next generation, including uh, Valeria, who was part of our team, uh, of our staff, and that was super cool as well. 
Uh, Rosa Maria, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, hello, everybody. I'm Rosa Maria Luengas. I work as an international banker for 32 years, and I'm currently working at another institution. I work for First Bancomer and then BBVA, which was an interesting change moving from the largest local organization to a large global bank, and the culture indeed changed a lot. But uh, most of my horror stories refer uh, to things that can happen to anyone. So I would be very glad to share that with you. And if you have any questions or you want me to, usually I share stories about feminism or about uh, things that happen at work, but today I'm going to try something different to see that I'm not, not, not only the, the feminist in the group. <laughs> and we'll talk about that as well. So every topic is open field uh in this uh soon i like okay. to interrupt really quick i i learned something the other day from uh so you know probably dear to rosa maria i learned the definition of feminism it is people who are um want equal rights for all women so i'm a feminist <laughs> by the way so you did see that our logo has been pink for the month of october not only are we are we supporting women which we have an organized women leaders team which we don't have one for the guys so they want up you there we're not allowed <laughs> no we're, we're not i'm allowed but i i i shut up because uh Hidalmis is in charge but um and you, you know, shouldn't I'm, be Hernan. you shouldn't be i should not be i should not be of that group. but yeah. who's gonna market our events in general right so by the way i i will I don't I don't mind if you guys do your own uh, separate group as well of executive. You can discuss it in your board meetings as well. I don't I don't okay. have to be there. that one. I need I need to market things to that group as well, right? What we're doing okay. and when I need advice. So I agree with you, Rosa Maria. Okay. Um by the way, I can remove myself and just point you as the marketing director for the group. And every time I share something, you you can share, no, you said no? Okay, fine. And anyway, next up we have Nalisa. Hi, how are you? I am Nalisa Sati, and I met Henan when I was the business and communications proposal manager for Bank of America Merrill Lynch for Latin America and the Caribbean. And uh, that was when I was in the private sector. I worked for banking specifically. And then I went to commercial real estate with Newmark Grub Knight Frank, and then luxury residential real estate. And then I left the private sector entirely and went into the not-for-profit sector. And I was the founding program director of the Miami-Dade Urban Debate League, which um, extends policy debate access to inner city youth throughout Miami-Dade County. So it was an amazing experience to connect different colleges and partners with these students. And then I founded Superhero Leadership Academy, which is a nonprofit organization. It's pretty simple. Knowledge is power. I'm very excited to be working with Hernan and Apprentice Worldwide to really extend these um, experiences to the rest of the youth out there, right? By the way, Nalisa is uh, is a great leader. She, uh, like she said, I, I recognize her leadership abilities early on in her career, and I tried to give her some good advice 
on how to deal with situations that were not that easy, right? And you know, uh, she uh, when I when I thought about uh, some of these uh, topics, I remember uh, you know Nalisa coming into my office and saying, "Hernan, I need help." Uh, <laughs> He That's really what we're about mistakes being experienced. You only learn through your mistakes, but he was kind enough to like tell me before I made the mistakes, this is how you do it. And that's very hard to do in banking. You were, were, were like so busy doing everything you were doing. So thank you for that, you know, paying it forward. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, last but definitely not least, Mr. Ignacio Rivera. I know that guy. You're on mute. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Oh, hey, did you want us to start with our horror stories, or, or are we? No, not know? yet. Just introduce yet. yourself. Just introduce. Okay. So my name is Ignacio Rivera. I've been um, with Hernan in this journey with Apprentice since the beginning. Um, uh, Hernan and I met in college, and I've been friends for, we'll say, a couple of decades. <laughs> Um, I've been in the um, different roles across different companies, uh, primarily sales and marketing, but I've had a couple of roles as well in finance and, and um, currently I work for, for Ryder and I head up the data governance practice, which is part of the, uh, the chief data officers organization. And um, again, I, I enjoy being part of this organization and I, I, I think we help the, the, the young adults in the organization, but they also help us. We learn a lot from you guys as well. And, and, and it is uh, pretty interesting how often we learn more from them than we teach. So thank you. Yeah, and I always, I always uh, remind people that, that we are a network, right? But it's a, a network of people that, that wanna help each other out, right? This is the number one thing and, and help each other out. It doesn't matter if you're a mentor, an associate, and networking anybody with a big heart you know has a place in our in our organization and we we find a spot for them if they want to help out yes we focus more on career development and 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 um, we definitely focus more on helping young professionals right it's not that i'm i don't help uh, umberto i don't know rosa maria but this is the focus of this organization is to help young professionals succeed and become you know stable uh, stable, mature, and uh, have a, it's ne never going to be perfect, but we give them a solid ground to start, stand on when they feel a little shaky, right? And and we're here for, for them. Uh, like many people were there for us. So we're just giving back to this community. We have other important people in the team members. Sandra, I, I saw Sandra there. Do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, if you're... Sandra's there. Yes. Oh, God. Hold on. To get to another. Sandra is a, a working mom with uh, like many, many here. <laughs> so she's, uh, she's uh, trying. I see you sideways. <laughs> we can't hear her either. And you're on mute. There, you there go. we go. There we go. Almost there. Okay, there. Sorry, guys. So there, sorry. There, okay, you can hear me and see me. Awesome. So hi, 
So I think I've been, uh, I've known you for, I don't even know, like 30, 30, over 30, a lot of years, a lot of years, a lot of, way too many. Um, and then I in Orlando, so if anybody uh, ever wants to come to Orlando, um, we haven't been that, doing that many events here, but then um, we hope to do more. That's right. And Sandra was the first one that told me, you know, if we do something in Orlando, I want to get involved. I have a big network of people, particularly she was uh, the president of the National Hispanic MBAs, which is now Prospanica. Prospanica. And she's yeah. the emeritus, president emeritus. Yeah. She also worked uh, for a few Fortune 500s like you guys and global companies. Yeah. So yeah. great advice. Uh, she always gives great advice and she's referred a bunch of people to us that remain as yeah. mentors and, yeah. and, uh, you know, love, lovely time. Yeah. Thank you, Sandra. Thank okay. you guys. Nice meeting everybody. Uh, Stephanie or Clevy, I see you. Do you want to say hi, introduce yourself? This is the chance. Ta-da! By the way, uh -huh. hold on. drum roll, please. Today, she just... Yesterday, she started her new job, right? Well, on the 15th, yeah, but I'm in transition of a new job. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. We're celebrating. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. So my name is Stephanie Gutierrez, and I've known Hernan since 2016 um, from our uh, fraternity, Alpha Kappa Psi. He was, our, he was my advisor at that time, and I was on the executive board, and I was introduced to Apprentice Worldwide. And since then, I've always loved being connected, learned from so many mentors. And like Fernand just mentioned, I'm transitioning now from nonprofit to the marketing industry. So I'm really thrilled with my new role, creative marketing. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Stephanie. And you're awesome. Thank you. All right. And by the way, we did an event where we supported uh, the Mexican-American Council, which, uh, which is where... Um, where she worked for a while and, and uh, you know, we're, we're very happy. We usually, they usually do events in Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so, although, you know, Mexicans, uh, they always complain that, that we think that's Independence Day, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but at least we use that to support uh, Mexicans that are, that are in the U.S. that need a little helping hand. And uh, Stephanie and, and her family are, have been very involved with that organization and we support them when we can. Thank you, Stephanie. Uh, next, Mr. Clevy, my brother. You there? I'm here. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, let me turn my video on. Start the office. Can you guys see me? Hi, everyone. I'm Clevy. I met Hernan when I was also a brother in Africa, I think. Um, like 12, 2013, I think I was as a freshman, and then, yeah, he sought me out with uh, <laughs> mentorship and uh, helping me out in advice through my career, um, helped me get become a chapter advisor for AKSI now, and actually introduced me to the recruiter that got me the job at, so very thankful for Anand. I'm thankful for you, brother. You bring a lot to my life as well. So thank you. Excellent. By the way, we keep 
People don't believe me, but we have a lot of brothers. So we have, we introduced Ignacio's a brother of AKSI, Clevy, Stephanie, and we keep going. Then now we have Gonzalo and Alexandra. So ladies first, Alex, you want to say something? Sure. Um, well, first of all, thank you because um, Hernan has always been my mentor since I was like a sophomore. And I have been <laughs> all over the place a lot of times and, and have very high goals. And he has always pushed me to be a better version of myself. So thank you for always supporting me. Um, right now, I am directing a nonprofit organization that helps individuals with autism uh, pretty much succeed in whatever path they choose to take. Uh, our organization is called Awesome Foundation, and we are a startup nonprofit, so we just started uh, working on it around six months ago, and it's really starting to pick up because it's a very um, new industry. So, you know, there's a lot of events going on. There is an event on the 23rd of November if anyone wants to participate. Um, it's going to be like a Thanksgiving luncheon and we're going to have an auction for anybody who wants to participate and help fundraise great opportunities. Um, and yeah, there is also an event that's really amazing that we're going to give out toys and, and other type of help to families on December 17th if you wish to to participate and that is open to the public and I will be posting on that on the chat um, and yeah thank you so much now that is really awesome just like your organization <laughs> yeah by the way uh, she's recently married also to an AKSI brother later who's uh, who's uh, also serving uh, in this organization, and he's going to talk about the organization through another channel. So he couldn't join us because he's giving a speech at another place as well. But uh, we'll get a chance to hang out soon, smoke cigars or something. Yeah. Not that I, not that I do that, you know. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, at least in this uh, in this uh, room, we have Gonzalo, who's now. I think he's in Medellin now, no? <laughs> hey, Hernan, let me turn on the camera real quick. So, no, I actually just landed in uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. Okay, I was in Medellin. Wait, I, I landed yesterday. So, anyway, just uh, want to say hi to everybody. Sorry for being late. But it's, uh, it's been a, a bit of an interesting day. And uh, what should I say about myself? Just give a bit of background. I'm an AKSI brother myself. VP and founder of the Sai Epsilon chapter in Loyola in Los Angeles. And right now I am a career strategist. I own a company called Best Tactic. We help uh, professionals elevate uh, their careers through what we call congruent prestation. So very interesting times. We started during the pandemic full on, full time, and it exploded there. Uh, and right now, like, uh, like Adnan said, uh, you know, I'm in between Toronto and Medellin, scaling the company. We, we went down there earlier this year. We're finding the place very interesting. Uh, great talent, bilingual talent. You know, and I just want to make myself also available to all of you guys out there. If you have a, any sort of questions or, you know, uh, any, any sort of insight, anything that, that uh, you think I might be of help, 
happy to connect with you guys on LinkedIn, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, always in, in you and I, you know, um, very uh, devoted to AKSI and not just AKSI, you know, um, I, I love what I do. I get a hell of a kick out of it. Um, we've helped clients get into Amazon, you know, Pimco, Facebook, all these places, and, and we, we have fun doing so. So, you know, want to make myself available uh, for all you guys at not. By the way, just by being here, you're making yourself available, and uh, and you you don't know how how uh, how much uh, I appreciate what you do on LinkedIn and sharing your life because that's really you know what you're doing there. You're, you're opening yourself up and and your life. Uh, he was also a reform banker uh, oh, himself. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh investment banker yeah we went through I, that. I wouldn't say that bankers are boring uh because i was never boring but i'm <laughs> sure that you're having more fun now than uh now when you were in the bank well <laughs> you know i'll th- tell you this man it's totally different two different worlds you know it's each phase in life has its own uh beauty right so i had a quite a blast and i learned quite a ton in in uh and investment bank in Santander, especially when when I became a uh, the head of the of the internal control department at such an early age, that was huge shoes to fill. I don't know how I survived that, to be honest, but I did. I'm still here. So, and uh, and yeah, like I don't know, like you know, each time, uh, each face, it's uh, what it brings is is always welcome. So I, I see you guys are having some technical issues out there. You need some help. <laughs> Yeah, you should see. By the way, too bad we didn't see each other. We couldn't see each other in Miami. It just didn't, didn't. uh, didn't By the way, this this technical (laughs) hack that my buddy, it's an it's some Cuban stuff, right? It's some Cuban stuff. (laughs) Cubano, I said it. Only only in Cuba do they do that, right? Uh, Okay. Oh. All right, and I found so there's somebody in an iPad uh, that joined. Do you want to introduce yourself, iPad? Or iPad, Surprise. iPad Christian, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. I I just got off. Um, just had my last meeting. Uh, I I joined, but it's just I guess I wasn't working on my phone. I couldn't hear you guys, so I switched over to my iPad. So you have a chance now to introduce yourself, what you do, who you are. The floor is yours. Well, thank you. Thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, it's a great meeting, everybody. Um, as Hernan just said, my name is Christian. I work as, a, as an associate consultant for IBM Financial Services under their insurance practice. Um, and when I'm not working, I love I love collecting a whole bunch of uh, different things, whether that be trading cards, whether that be certain types of shoes, soccer jerseys. Yeah, it's great to meet everybody. NFTs? Not yet, not yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> oh man, I got some meta stock if you want. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so. Big ballers, you know, people with a lot of experience uh, and, and rookies. Uh, we got it all over the place. Everybody with, uh, with great ambitions in life. So today we're going to share our stories for that reason, to, to ensure that we 
can help each other learn a little bit about our experiences. So, you know, since it's Halloween very soon, I brought my mask and I'll be sharing some of my masks. But uh, today I want to talk about these masks that we work, that we use, uh, particularly at work. Uh, so I want to talk first, if anybody wants to talk about uh, probably bad bosses. Have you ever had a bad boss in your life? Uh, if you, if uh, I'm first, Hernan. Okay, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll let I'll let you go, and then I'll share my story about a bad boss. By the way, by the way, without mentioning names. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, go ahead, you guys want to hear not just a bad boss, but a great story, and I hope this uh, uh, finds of inspiration to some people, especially the younger ones, because when this happened to me, I don't, I didn't know what the heck was going on, and I I sure had the the fortune of having someone by my side, a mentor that helped me out out of this one. You guys want to hear about it? Shoot. Yeah. You saw, you, you're so, can I hear some more yeses? It's so <laughs> all about there you. Go. I see Ignacio's giving me his heads up. I think Nalisa is actually smiling. So that's a yes. Right. Yes. iPad guy. There you go. That sort of engagement. Hey, Vale, how about you? Yes, she's saying yes, but she's muted. So we'll, yeah. we'll take that as a yes. I'm not Vale, I'm Rosa Maria. But, but, but ah. since Vale sequestered my computer, everything has her name on it. <laughs> I do that with my brother's Netflix. So anyway, so back in the day, okay, started as the head of internal control at a big investment bank. You probably can see that on LinkedIn. I was reported to CFO, right? And, you know, it was a very tricky position because it basically was about calling people out for a lot of things, right? So we stood sort of in the middle in between the, the, the whole operation of the bank, 11 different divisions with very powerful people. And then the third line of defense, so that was first line, second line, third line of defense was uh, the internal audit team. So I sent out an email that my boss told me to send, copying certain people, ouch. And since I was uh, 27, 28 at the time, one of the youngest, uh, if not, I think the youngest head, heads of departments, I sent that email without really thinking, with thinking that my boss would have my back, basically, right? What I didn't know is that I was sending a missile, basically. Like, as they called it back then, it's like real true missile. Head of internal control, copied. Uh, CRO, chief risk officer, copied. The type of guy that shows up in newspapers, okay? So I sent this whole thing out, calling out people on things that they were doing wrong. And since, you know, I have this sort of uh, good feel i come from a military family so i believe in honor and doing things right all the time you know i said well you know what i'm sending out here is actually inherently good you know it, everything's true everything has to be enforced so i sent it out this was a thursday night just like tonight come friday you know how fridays are a little slower you know i have a an intern on my side kind of like you know um sort of embarrassed guy, but I, I like to bring him up. He really liked the uh, rifles for some reason. So we talked about rifles all the time, made him feel, uh, you know, like he could talk about something. So his name was X. And suddenly at about 9 a.m., the chief risk officer of the entire bank comes in guns blazing. He comes to my corner, he points at me and he says, Gustavo, not Gonzalo, Gustavo, come here. At this point, I'm so used to this type of stuff that I don't even get, like, you know, scared. So I look at the inner, 
the this guy, right, the intern. I'm like, okay, let's see what this guy wants, Gustavo. So I stand up and he walks to my boss, who was a CFO, right? Here we have the CRO and the CFO together. And he starts screaming, but screaming like you've never seen before in front of about 35 people in close proximity. Why the hell did you send that email? Who do you think you are? Like this. Who do you think you are? You think you have the entitlement to send out that email? You know, I, I was the head of internal control, but they had some issues in between uh, uh, operational risk and finance. They couldn't make up their mind with the, with the title of my position. So he said, yeah, you're not the head of internal control. You're the head of internal control of the SOX program, just flipping on me. And I was waiting for my boss to stop him. Hey, wait a second. I told him to send this email. You know, like guess guess what, guys? Can somebody guess what my boss did? <laughs> Gave you the pink slip. You, you, are, you are the Lisa, yeah. Under the bus. Pretty much. You know when you go like in the movies, the, the bus goes like this, like plunk, plunk. Yeah. Yeah, that's a dead body. <laughs> and that was me. So now you have to remember one quick thing. At that point, I've been doing martial arts all my life, right? I don't want to sound cocky or condescending, but it's true. Like coming from a military family, my dad always slapped me into judo, karate, you know, like jeet kundo, all this stuff. And by the way, these guys are pretty short, pretty short. And when I'm saying short, I'm saying like five, three, I'm six yeah. foot, right? So this guy's like blazing. And when I see my boss not doing anything, I pull out my hand at him like this, like this. I tell him, hey, so let's say this guy's name is, uh, you know, Gerardo. Hey, Gerardo. Okay, I got the message, you know, I was shaking a little bit because remember, this guy reported to the person on the entire bank, like, you know, I was shaking, like, hey, Gerardo, okay, I got the message, you know, sorry about that, it won't happen again, but stop. You know, the guy come down, he lowered his voice, blah, 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 me out a little bit, and he left. So here was my ruined weekend. I had plans, beautiful plans, but guess what? I'm like, shit, I'm going to get fired, excuse my language but it was a very solid situation so i called my mentor my brother a beast especially in the situations so i'm like diego his name is diego i can say this one out loud what the hell do i do i might not have a job on monday so he told me what to do and i went and did it now anybody i won't take more than, than one more or, or two minutes at man anybody knows what did i do can anybody guess what i did on monday resigned no, you document what you did. <laughs> I like some place. I think yeah. you res you resigned and um, explained, you know, why the amicable resignation and everything, uh, and then it is documented and it's on record. And it was your choice as opposed to you being fired. You took control. You guys know why after hours and hours of calls every day and being totally destroyed after training and running five kilometers today. Why I get on this call? Just because of this. Yeah. Because I like to surround myself with really freaking smart people. And that's what I'm doing right now. So no, let me tell you guys what I did. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. You guys don't expect this one. I didn't expect it either. I was scared to death by my brothers. Like for the life of you, you better do this or I, you won't call me brother again. Okay. Remember military family. We're not, we're supposed to not be scared. So Monday woke up. I armed myself with uh, valor took a heck of a coffee. I took my shakes out. I ran and then I went to the bank. 
and I went to the third floor <laughs> and I went to, to this guy's office. Click, click, click. I knocked on the door. I went in there and I said, hey, Gerardo, do you have a minute? Oh, yeah, yeah, come on through. You know, all this like hypocrisy and fakeness, like nothing happened on Friday, right? Uh -huh. Let alone this person is like a, a cocaine addict. Uh, you know, he came through at some point and believe it or not, offered me a trio, uh, me and another girl from the office in a company party on a Friday and along, etc. Okay. So those are tools we were using. Those are things that we were thinking about when strategizing through the entire weekend. And then I knocked in the, on the door. I went in and I said, you have a minute? I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Come on in. So I closed the door and uh, he's like, what do you need? I was like, just wanted to, to come here and tell you one quick thing. I won't take long. Uh, I want to tell you, you know, you, you remember what happened Friday? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? What's up? Like, and I told him literally these words. Let that be the last time you speak to me like that, with my finger like that open. And he's like, he, he didn't expect it. So he's like shocked. And then he came back into his cocky CRO mask being Halloween, right? And I said, or what? And I told him, there's no or what? And then I asserted and I said, it is the last time you talk to me like that. Turn around, slammed the hell of the door and left. And then I was ready to, to get fired. I was so ready. I didn't give one hell of a, I just didn't give up. It's better get fired and collect unemployment and move on <laughs> no 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 you know what happened what? you want to know what happened because i stayed in the, the bank for the, over two years he never was able to make eye contact with me again that's what happened yeah. and let me tell you nalisa do you know what the feeling is of having a cro being scared of you it's much better than a paycheck It is the reason why I'm doing and I'm living the life of my dreams today. It's, it's that bump that pushed me to go to the end, build my own team, kill it in that job whenever I was ready, put in my resignation. There's more to like the story of like, it's insane stories I went through, but it's what pushed me to move to Canada, you know, with no paycheck and all these things is that those guts, that tough skin I built there, right? Sometimes you have to. You know, and to push through so many difficult and hard times I've gone through. But each time you go through them, you elevate. It's you stronger. Elevate. Yeah. Yeah. You elevate. And it's insane. Right. So that's my horror story, guys. I hope you 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 have you sleep you sleep tonight. You don't have bad dreams tonight. Que sea la última vez. <laughs> exactly. If that que ever happens la... to you guys, es la última vez que me hablas así. Me faltó decirle otra palabra, pero esa me la voy a guardar. I like I like the uh, the strength and valor that you had, uh, you know, like the, the like that. You weren't Now, a cowardly yeah. lion. You were a strong lion. Yeah, seven days after, man. Let me tell you, I was scared. I'm not gonna lie, guys. <laughs> I was I was really waiting for my my boss to come to me and say, "Hey, listen." We By the way, I have, I have so that that's two stories. That's a a, a bad boss, right, and a, and a backstabbing boss, right. Uh, so it's. Uh, <laughs> It's really because you have back, backstabbers all over the place, but bad boss, oh, backstabber. Oh, so yeah. anybody else? So my story is not is not as bad that. as that. Uh, my story is, uh, you know, I was at a bank that uh, big egos like uh, like the Wolf of Wall Street type egos. Uh, they were multimillionaire 
uh, types, right? And they, uh, unfortunately, uh, they were they were all uh, sleeping with the secretaries. Uh, and uh, my boss was married uh, with two kids. And his meetings, his executive meetings, uh, that he decided that he wasn't going to have at the office, he had them at strip joints. Uh, so I was a young guy. I started in my career. Yes, I thought it was funny the first day. Uh, you the weren't first working time. in Mexico, right? You were no, not working in Mexico because there I were am. a couple of contracts that I couldn't sign because they were signed at strip clubs. Well, I went to that place, and and the thing is, he he was hitting on the on the. But this was thunder, thunder from down under in Vegas, though. This wasn't your normal strip club. Well, <laughs> the point is that these uh, these are you know executive corporate executive meetings and uh, of course i ended up leaving the bank for many many reasons including the fact that uh, that i didn't part i didn't want to partake in this uh, activity so anybody else wants to share their story about a bad boss yes nalisa yes you were part of this whole experience with me it's a hilarious story uh one of my first like it was very close right after college and I was very like I was thrown I was hired to in this position that never existed before and I was told to create a proposal database like internet worldwide in multiple languages uh, for banking cash management business and Treasury essentially so um, I had to do this whole process and uh, nobody gave me the roles and responsibilities or what occurred and I in the process I was Basically, you have to communicate with different regions and different people to get answers solved. And I had no idea that um, finance was so almost a, a very hostile, extremely competitive, not collaborative uh, environment and working like place. And I had began there and I was put and, and everything was going extremely, extremely well. Um, we had um, answered a bunch of proposals in the process of doing this. And I was working nonstop to do this all together. And my, I was put under a boss who was a manager at the time, but I had no idea why I was put under her because there was no relationship with our duties or responsibilities. It's almost like there was oversight. I ended up saving almost millions of dollars because I found out they found, they bought a license in North America that they were not using for translations. And a month before I was, um, I was fired, I was given a probation and I was really, really confused as to why, uh, but I walked into my manager's office and um, I was given a probationary period. And then uh, one month later, and I, I realized that the relationship was very, completely started to change. Um, at the very beginning, she was very supportive and excited. Like she found this talent and she's under me and, and this is all, and I was really happy to have somebody to help me and guide me. And little by little, I noticed she was distancing herself more. And then when she gave me that probationary period, I was actually fired and she handed me a letter. And uh, she told me that you are being let go for not have paying attention to detail, not being paying attention to detail. So I thanked her very, very much for her time and experience. And at that point, it was uh, 2010. Um, and I thanked her very much for that time and experience. And I took that letter and I walked straight into the head of Latin America's office. And I said, 
I am being let go for not paying attention to detail. And I have just been handed this letter that says that I've been I'm to be employed until last year because it's dated until 2010 is when it said, I have said, I'm gonna collect. I have been working for the bank for this time period. And I just wanted to know from you, do you know why I am being let go? To, because I think I put in all of my efforts and it was a very high learning curve. And I just need to understand If I don't understand and learn from this experience. I'm not gonna be able to move forward. And it was the most hilarious situation because the head of Latin America started freaking out. He's like, uh, I, I, you know, like he sees this letter that says, you, you are all supposed to continue a year past, right? Because she didn't read and pay attention to detail herself. He called her to come back onto the site because she had left for the day to take care of her children or something. She came back to the site, changed that letter for employment termination and actually printed out a new copy to then provide me and help me carry all of my belongings to my vehicle. Um, the head of Latin America told me, you are going to do great things in the future. You have all of this exciting stuff for you. I'm sure that everything's going to go well for you, but what can I do? What can I do when the person that's helping me do all of this is not able to work with you, right, at the end of the day? And he was he offered like references for the future and was extremely really kind about the whole situation. And then I, I, I so she helped me carry all of my belongings. I thanked them for the experience and I walked to the car. And the last thing that this woman told me as she put my things in my trunk is it's not about you. I'm so sorry, this is not about you. And I'm thinking in my head, that means that it's about you. Like, are you kidding me? This is absurd, like, right? Like, okay, fabulous. So then I'm, I'm, I'm later on speaking to HR because I think that this is absurd. Like this is, I don't want anybody else to go through this kind of experience. Like, it was an extremely stressful time period of my life. Um, and uh, the HR people told me that I should have told them ahead of time and that they had no idea what she meant, that this was not her experience, like that, that this was not about me because that doesn't make sense to the HR people. They're like, that's very strange, right? Because it's not about you, then it's a problem, right? So, uh, and I just thank them and I just move forward. And like, I was thinking to my mind is that it's almost, it's what I learned from that experience is that you have to really increase communication, <laughs> increase communications from the very beginning to truly understand what the root of the problem is before you don't have an option to do that in the future. Because once a relationship goes sour, it's almost impossible to rectify that relationship. Um, I think that was the biggest uh, learning experience. And I was so hurt by that. And I kept asking Hernan, I was like, what do I do from this? And what was the advice that you gave me, Hernan? What did you say? <laughs> so I would normally say, pray for them because they don't know what the heck they're doing, number one. And number two, I told you that HR, I remember, HR does not work for you. Yes. HR works for the corporation and trying to avoid the corporation getting sued. So, yes, the answer is, you know, you when you notice that these things were happening, you know, you had a time to remedy. At the end, hard to remedy that situation. It's it just there's no there's no uh, and they already have ways to this is an at will employment situation. They can fire you any day. You can quit, quit any day. You can't sue them for that. So 
but I realized I'm the only one. So it was a huge layoff time period. So like it was at the time where they laid off like huge amounts of people at the time. And then that's what I learned. Like you cannot control. It's a massive multinational corporation. That's a global company in multiple regions. Right. And you are just a number as an employee and it takes, the culture was very much like competing. The treasury officers were like fighting with each other. It's like, why aren't you, you're, you all work for the same company. And also the mergers, that's the other thing. So Bank of America merged with Merrill Lynch at the time. So I'm entering ah. the world ah. of, crazy, remember that? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, many we lessons. We all remember that. Many lessons to learn there. It's happened to me, by the way, uh, when I got fired in 2017. Uh, uh, as somebody with a with a smiley face backstabbed me really really bad uh, uh, to the point that uh, like like Gonzalo the the guy changed his tune uh, all of a sudden and he was stealing clients from another division just to uh, to say that he was doing better and I called him out I always you know I don't I don't you know uh, ethics is my number one thing if you're unethical I don't deal with you whatsoever and i find my way of getting uh rid of that situation that's a lesson that you guys also hope that you learn you know surround yourself with good people but do not accept unethical behavior and if you're involved around remove yourself immediately from that situation um I yes sir yeah i would just say that another learning from tying all of those three stories together that i always tell young folks um i didn't realize till i was late in my 30s i mean i'm 47 now um, is that remember that you are, you are, people say I'm not an entrepreneur or you're not an entrepreneur because you're an officer at a bank or because you are working at a specific company doing the role that you work, or you're an accountant, you're or whatever you are, right? The fact is, is that you are an entrepreneur. You're your own, you're running the business of you. Okay. You're running you know, Gonzalo's running the business of Gonzalo. Uh, you know, Nalisa's running the business of Nalisa. Humberto's running the business of Humberto. And Nan's running the business of Hernan. And at the time, we happened to be providing our services to Bank of America, to Wells Fargo, to Cargill, to whoever is it that we're working in. And a lot of these organizations, you know, out of the control, out of your control and out of sometimes their control, they have to do things to manage their business, right? So... That was something I learned because when I was hired, I was, I'm a very loyal person. And when I was hired, I was hired as a, hey, you know, when you come work for my organization, this is a lifelong job. Okay. And we're lifelong career. We're going to give you different opportunities within this organization that you're going to enjoy the career here. And as a naive, you know, 20 year old, 21 year old, I accepted that. Right. And, and that's fair, right? And, uh, and I never got to, you know, really have the things that you guys seem to have relative to, you know, being what seems like improperly let go and things like that. But I never really ran my business of Humberto Maran like I should have managed it as a business. So remember, you're your own business, right? So if you're 21, 22, 23 years old, right? You're your own business. You just so happen to be providing your services to wherever you're providing it to do that day. That's it, right? And uh, and think of tomorrow the way tomorrow should be. 
Um, think of your long-term goals as your long-term goals and do everything you need to do to get to those long-term goals, just like you would in a business. Same exact thing. I think what you said is really, really important because I think a lot of people create value for their jobs for themselves. Like a lot of people put all of their value on who they are based on the job or the role that they have. And that's a really, really big mistake because most jobs like title does not determine who you are or what you do for that company. And I think most of the titles that are given are almost made to like hurt or not empower the person. So there was some advice given to me because you feel really hurt. Like it could really affect your confidence if you're let go or fired or removed from a position that, and, and the, what reminded me of what you just said is the best advice by Elon Musk that they said, don't even attach yourself, a person, a place, a company, an organization, or a project, attach yourself to a mission, a calling, a purpose only. That's how you keep your power and your peace. It's worked for you for me all this far. So like, there's right. a difference between a billionaire and me, right? He's able to articulate it a little bit better than I was. No, no, I agree. That 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 to me is 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 key. You want to share a little story? Yeah, I mean, I I I was really intrigued by Gonzalo's story because I had a very I had this a similar story, not relative to an email, even though I do got an email story. Um, this a similar story, but a different um, result. Um, so I I graduated relatively young from college. Um, I graduated at age twenty. I went and I started my first career. I moved out of the out of the state, out of Florida, to go live in Minnesota, which I didn't even know where it was until I looked it up in a map and they hired me. Right. Um, so I went up there, and I would say after about. A year, year and a half in, I started to get comfortable with things. I was doing things to really add value to the organization. I was an accountant, so I was doing, it was a relatively new business within the organization. So I was, you know, saying, you know, I was bring, I was doing a lot of things that a lot of people didn't do. And because it was such an, a small, a small little group, I was talking always to the head guy. Okay. And now you got to put yourself back into the late nineties um or mid 90s if you're not and you know in the finance industry it was very honestly very wolf of wall street type of mentality right so it was the going to the strip club for business programs like for for business doing business planning and all that kind of stuff during that time i i luckily didn't see that right but it's still in the office it was very much of like um, if you were an accountant like I was and you were talking to the front office, it was we're different classes of people and therefore we shouldn't be talking more than two minutes. Right. That was it was that type of mentality. So here I am now going and I'm the only one that has the um, are you allowed to say bad words here online or no? Just say beep, beep. You're you. I was the only one with beep to be able to go speak to the, uh, to the, to, you know, sh share things with the president of our group. And I would go there and I would give him stuff. And he'd always yell at me, beep, 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 this beeping, not very good, blah, 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 beep, beep, go beep, beep, do it yourself again, blah, blah, blah. So I would go do that and that's fine. I'd smile and take it. And then I would say after about two times that I took it, you know, and he asked me to change a couple of things. And then I went back and I brought those exact changes the way he wanted, but then I, 
I don't know, I misbolded something or whatever, right? And then he goes off to me and he does the beep, beep. And I was like, well, if you would beep, beep, make you know, your freaking mind up, you know, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be in this situation. And I, 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 again, I'm 22 years old. So, and I'm not from a military family. Okay. We're from a family of doctors. right? So I'm not necessarily have that backbone, right. That, that Gonzalo's family has, or, or, or was raised with, I was the peacemaker and, but I had fed it. I had enough to be, I didn't want to take that anymore. Right. So I, I talked back and needless to say that gentleman a year later, hired me to go into the front office, really changed the trajectory of my career. Um, and he retired 10 years ago. Um, ironically, five years later, I, I left the company, right? Because he wasn't there anymore. And in two weeks, I'll be going to his house and staying over the over the weekend to play golf in Arizona, <laughs> right? So um, I sometimes you do need to stand up for yourself, um, you know, and because in a lot of cases, it could it it gives the other person hey this is an this is a real person we can't talk to them that way um, he's a he or she has got a strong background you know and now we respect them right yeah. um, and that that worked out well for me so well so it's it's a you know great lesson and standing up for yourself it's absolutely something you should do. The, the thing is how you do it, right? How you <laughs> and back then in 1998, you know, it was in and I'm setting the framework right in a Wolf of Wall Street type of area. When one boss says that to you, I was able to say that back to to him. I'm not sure you could do the same in 2021. Right. Yeah, so yeah. FYI. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we heard Nalisa's story. I want to hear. I want to hear Rosa Maria. Rosa Maria. I, you know, as I'm a, I, I, I've been friends for, for more than 25 years, and I, I know a lot of her stories were incredible, and she <laughs> taught me a lot of things, uh, you know, from looking at, at a woman executive perspective, right? It's always good to have, in a, in a, in a, in a, he said it, right, in the, in the 90s, this was a, a, a male-driven uh, industry, Ooh. right? And uh, when I met Rosa Maria, I, I got, you know, we, we respected each other always. And we, I learned a lot of perspectives from the other side. That's where I said, you know what? Uh, some things are not right, right? That's when I started looking at the mirror and saying some things are not right. So, so Maria, go ahead. Well, as a woman, I started working in, in the late 80s, early 90s, when you were supposed to sit pretty and not talk and serve coffee and pass papers around. But I was never that type and never told me. Never anyone told me that I had to be that way. So I've always been outspoken and and said the things uh, the way I thought they were. Uh, most of the time, they it will create discomfort. They will say, you're not a team player, but I'm not a team player when you're playing to lose or when you're cheating. So one of my latest horror stories, I was going to tell a different one, but this one is more meaningful. I was the head of international financial institutions. And uh, one of the, the, the guys in my team comes and, do you want to look at this transaction? Because I was, I always worked very close with compliance. And we, we were considered the gatekeepers because we will not uh, let anything pass. And then he tells me, well, you know, the head of trade, the global, well, the head of trade is for, trying to force us to take this transaction and it doesn't feel fine with me. And then I said, okay, tell them no. 
and things start escalating throughout the day. And then I get a call from this guy and he tells me, well, if the mention of this country in the BOFL is uh, what is bothering you, why don't you erase it? And I was like, you're the head of trade. How can you be telling me this? Then instantly uh, he said that to me in a WhatsApp, in a chat. So I took a picture, I added it to a message. And that's why it's very important that you always document. You know, when uh, Gonzalo was mentioning his story, I, Many times I send uh, fire uh, emails on, on my own and then I will uh, own it. But if somebody asks me to send an email, I will say, according to the instructions of this and this and that, never put on writing something that, I, that is not your words or that you don't believe in, you know? Or sometimes I will say, against my best belief, uh, we are going to do that, this and this and this and that. Never be afraid to make it clear your position if you know you are doing right and nobody should be able to shame you or do anything for saying the truth. You know, if you have a point of view and you think you can defend it, always stand by it. So this guy sent me this and then the head of the commercial banking, the head of corporate banking, everybody comes and tells me, why are you being so difficult? Well, because this is a crime. <laughs> But no, well, but you know, this is a very good business. No, this is a crime and I'm not going to do uh, go ahead with that. So at the end, this guy and I reported to the same head in Spain. So I got a, about the time they wake up in Spain, I got a call from my boss in Spain telling me, why are, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you being so, when I explain him, not in writing because I didn't want to do it that way because then it, they will have legal action against this person they, they, you know, just to meet their budgets, they, 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 are, they are asking me to do something that I cannot do because I know it's illegal. And you know, in, in compliance, uh, if you know, and you go around the law, it's illegal and you are uh, an accomplice. So I, I told him, and there's no way I'm going to do it. You know, I, I, if you want to fire me, fire me, but just put in writing while you are firing me. He says, no, 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 I didn't know, blah, 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 blah. So the, uh, this guy uh, never came back to my place to give orders. Uh, he took me twice for lunch just to smooth things out. He never insisted on the transaction again. And my bosses in Spain told me, well, you were really, uh, I, they were glad that I had uh, stood for the, for the things that I thought uh, were right. Compli local compliance knew, but they couldn't fire him uh, because, you know, the, the policy in corporations is like, you should have come to us. You shouldn't have, uh, and then like, why come to you? If I know it's, it, it's wrong, I'm not gonna do it. So many, Batman, many times you're going to be, to be asked to be the one who, who goes a little out, uh, outside or, or gives a little round to make someone else's life and responsibility lighter. Don't feel forced to do it. You know, if there's anything to report, uh, right now it's so much better because there are uh, the mailboxes where you can send information, where you can report people, when you can report everything. And it was not, it was like three years ago. Uh, so uh, never feel, or never fear somebody telling you, you should do this if you know that thing is not right. 
And, and the, the thing was that they, they were putting a lot of pressure on my team to make this transaction and not to tell me because I, I used to be the wicked witch of the West. And I will always, you know, whenever I said no, people knew it was no. And when, you know, there were people who will ask me if I, if I suggest we will do it. If I said, no, we wouldn't do it because they knew I was not, never going to do something that was outside. Of course, if somebody made something wrong, you try to help them. But then you tell them, well, you did this and this and this and that right. But it this was like a power play that somebody was trying to say, well, you know, you're the only one in the committee, blah, 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 blah. And everyone like, so you're the only stupid. You know, we were in equal terms. It, it, but he couldn't. And then my boss tried to intimidate me. You know, you shouldn't be saying those things. Hey, what's illegal is illegal. And, and altering a document is illegal. So that's a real horror story. And uh, this guy still works for, for the bank. I left uh, uh, a couple of years ago uh, because I re pre-retired. But uh, I think it also taught a big lesson to the people in my, in my team that you, know, you have to start. Uh, in international business, it's very, very easy to try to go around and do, do things that are, are not um, okay. Uh, but I remember back in the 80s, I was the people who answered the phone on the Casablanca operation. That was the first uh, money laundering stint that happened in the early 80s. And I was the only person at the bank at that moment and I handled it. So uh, I, I'm, I have been very much aware of the importance of that to fi a financial institution. And your fiduciary duty is with the company that you're working not to, allow anything wrong to happen. Not that you let them stand on you, you know, that, that, that's something different, but you have to, to, to guard your company as it's your own, but not over yourself. I, and it's a little complicated, but, but you know, you have to always be impeccable in what you do so that nobody can say that, that you took a clip or a pencil. Although sometimes, you know, you put them in your pockets and you bring them home. But, but, but it's, it's like that, you know, never let anybody, whoever the name is, to put pressure on you. Sometimes I got, you know, well, you know, I'm a friend of the president of the bank. Oh, okay. Well, when he calls me and tells me you're uh, his friend, I, I will see what I can do for you. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, so many good lessons to draw from Rosa Maria, particularly, you know, what I, what I, what I that's why we're friends right <laughs> because we we think uh, very alike I I am one to the advice that I give to people particularly uh young people starting is there's gonna be so many gray areas right so many gray areas when it comes to relationships of all types right with your bosses with your co-workers right and what I learned with time is that whenever there's a gray area you shine a light Right. You shine a light and make it less dark, because if you don't shine the light, it'll immediately start turning dark and darker and darker. And then there there's going to be a, a point where somebody is going to get fired. Somebody's going to go to jail. Right. Or mm -hmm. somebody's going to lose uh, their their their, you know, their relationship. It's just horrendous. Whenever there's a there's a gray area, always shine some light. Right. Light. Uh, yep, and yep. get and if you cannot uh, if it's too dark, then you have to be the the light and shine the light somewhere else. 
So I know, Ignacio, we have we have a couple of more minutes. Uh, we'll extend a couple of more minutes just, just because uh, we didn't have time to, for Q&A. But I know, Ignacio, you wanted to share a story. And then we'll get, go back to a, a little Q&A for those that want to stay. Uh, so, Iggy, what you got? Sure. So, so I've worked in a, in a lot of different, a lot of different roles, both in, in, I've had some experiences similar to what the ones that were described there in finance. I've been in marketing, I've been in sales and, and there is one common theme and I'll, I'm going to share a story about my, my first job out of my, when I finished my MBA, I went to go work, um, a little company you've heard about maybe called Frito-Lay. Um, and it was a great job. I mean, it, it was a leadership role. I had a team, you know, everything looked amazing. The people that interviewed me, you know, they, 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 they seemed amazing. You know, everything was really cool. The one piece that was missing out of that entire pie was actually meeting my coworkers. <laughs> and, and that, and that was, that was kind of the horror story of it. So I, I interviewed with somebody who wasn't my boss. The person that gave me the job wasn't the person that ultimately was my boss. Um, I went to work for the team of people I didn't know. And I, I could tell you from the first week that I was there, I said, I don't like this environment. <laughs> it, it was, it was a group of people I didn't get along with. Um, didn't, didn't have a lot in common with them. Um, they, they didn't make me feel comfortable and, and, and it, it, it progressed for, I mean, at this point I had moved, I had moved to Tampa and I had rented an apartment, the whole thing. So I had just moved there. I had a roommate that moved with me. So we, we were, you know, we both got jobs in Tampa. So it, it made sense. We both moved there after college. So I was responsible, you know, for half the rent and he, you know, so it was important. I couldn't just leave. Right. But, but the, it, it got progressively worse. Um, and I ended up leaving and, and I guess the, the big lesson and, and one of the things that's probably the hardest thing to realize as a, as a professional is you could only get so far if, if your boss doesn't appreciate what you do. Right. It doesn't matter the size. You always think, oh, it's a big company. I could always apply to another department. Well, when you go to apply to another department, they call your boss. And, and that's and that's always a, a, a difficult because they called me and I've and I've and I've called others the same way that that's a life lesson. Um, so in that scenario, I I didn't really get along with this person because I had never met them before. I didn't really get along with my my coworkers. Um and it, and I thought it was me. I said, well, you know, this is, this must be what corporate America's like, you know, that, you know, people just don't get along and you, you get a boss and you, you know, it, you know, you don't get along with them, I guess. And, and, and it, you know, it got progressively worse. And, and I think the, the life lesson there is I, I never took a job without meeting my coworkers. And, and I made a point of actually going to the office when I interviewed for a job. So I, I want to see the dynamics of the office because you get a lot of body language from being in the office, mm -hmm. right? When you go to that interview and you're walking into the conference room and people won't even look at you or you, you can, you can feel the ambiance of the culture and, and that's something you can control, right? You can take the job or not take the job. And, and that, that's it's probably a really important life lesson, right? So wherever, wherever you think you're going to be successful, you got to make sure you have you start with a very good, uh, you know, uh, relationship with your current boss, and and if 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 you know that person's boss even better, right? So you, you have a good relationship with them and their boss, 
And if that, if you feel like that's changed, that's when you start to, that's when you need to start looking for a job because the difference between getting fired and leaving is timing. Right. And, and, and I, and I know that sounds like so obvious, but I, I tell people this all the time and, and they never really put it to practice. Right. They, you know, I've heard many, many stories. Oh, it's been terrible for two years. I can't believe this is happening. And I go, if you stay there long enough, they're going to fire you, <laughs> you know, but if you leave it, you didn't get fired, you know? So, so there's that, that's really the, 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 and it's, it just seems like such an obvious point, but you know, most people mm-hmm. don't take it to heart, but it, the, the workforce is about relationships. The one thing that you can't do is have bad relationships with people. You, you want to stay at a job for a long period of time. Yeah. You have to build it and, and foster your relationships. The most important one is their boss. Yeah. If you don't have a relationship with your boss, they don't appreciate what you do. It, you, 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 could be, you could have the easiest job or you could have a very difficult job. And I've been in those compliance positions as well. I'm actually yeah. in one right now with data governance. It, mm-hmm. It's hard. If you don't have a good relationship with your boss and, and, and you don't have a good process for when you have to deliver bad news, kind of have, go through that, that process of, of communicating to your boss, hey, look, we found these findings. We're gonna we're gonna go across and we're gonna we're gonna do this. How do I deliver it? You know, all that you need the backing of your boss. So yeah. having a good relationship with that with with your team and your bosses is probably the way you minimize workplace horror stories. Yeah. Because if you can't move up and in the company, that's really, really important. I think what you said, especially now, because everybody is getting everything digitally, not like yeah. human relationships, but how can you team? How can you collaborate if you don't understand how to work with one another? And if mm-hmm. you don't like communicate over it, it's just, it's really so much about the organizational culture and the environment because I've seen so many people burn out um, and it's so sad. Like you have amazing jobs in these companies and then they're like ruined. They're like all corporate culture is the same and they hate corporate. It's the mentality, but can I, can I give one more tip and then I, I, I'll promise yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so one additional tip, and, and, I, and I think you brought up something, uh, Nalisa, that, that I think is important because we, we don't get to see people's, facial expressions. Some people don't put on their cameras. One mm-hmm. of the tips that I kind of learned over the years is that even if, it, you know, even if somebody's angry at you, if you write down and you, and you remember what they told you and you say it back to them, the next time you met, you say, Hey, you know, I know last time we met, you were pretty upset about the fact that we didn't do this or, or we couldn't accommodate for that. Just remembering what they said and saying it back to them and, 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 and honestly trying to resolve it. Oh my God, that, that goes such a long way. Like you, you have no, like nobody listens to anybody anymore. Nobody takes notes. It, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like an epidemic, but if, if you're, if you're conscious about taking good notes and, and listening to people, you, you'd be surprised. I have made more friends and more and be, build better relationships just doing that one thing than anything else I've done. So li- well, listening to people and, and, and telling them, hey, I know last time we met, this is what we talked about. You'd be surprised how far you can get. Try it. Try it one time. With the, the most way, difficult person that you interact with. By the way, one of, one of the things that people uh, 
that people forget, right? Is again, I started, we, we're ending the same way that we started. That sometimes we fall in love with the brands and the companies and it's all about the people, right? But, but what, I, what, I care, what I care to share today is, is, you know, in horror, right? Like in mistakes is where we, where we learn the most Number one and number two, where we, where we solidify our relationships, right? How many times have we been in difficult situations, and because we're, you know, we've worked them out together. It's like like everything. It's like if you want to go to the movies and I want to go to the bar, right? And 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 I don't give give in. You don't give in. We're never gonna get in the middle and have a relationship. Relationship is about you know, giving. Giving back. I mean, uh, stepping back and sacrificing. Like today for Umberto, tomorrow. Uh, it, same thing. We've worked on, I don't know how many transactions together. Sometimes, you know, uh, Umberto, no, bro, I can't do it. And it's been tough because I want to do it. And he said, no, we can't do it. It doesn't matter. At the end, we learn from each other. We know the limits. We're, we're not going to cross the limit to damage the relationship because the relationship is more important than anything, right? Rosa Maria knows how many years we try to do business. Sometimes she tells me yes, sometimes she tells me no. But you know what? If I insist and she says no, and I keep insisting and keep insisting, I damage their relationship. And, and I don't want to damage their relationship because for me, the relationship is more important. That's why we've been friends for so long. Yep. People right? are more important than deals, always. Because you're not a non... You're not EIA Global. You are a non-Mayol. You're not, you know, you know, you're Humberto Humoron. You're, 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 you're your person, right? You, even though you're representing your organization, and therefore you do share some values generally, you're still you. And the reality is, is that, and not how many jobs have, how many organizations work? Five, six, 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 six right? Seven. So that's okay, right? Because Hernan, I worked with Hernan when he was at Union Planters. I worked with him when he was at, at Wells Fargo, at Bank of America, you know, at for like six weeks, he worked at, uh, at Banesco. 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 And, and, and here. Banesco. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and, but, it's, but, it, but that's okay, though, because you know, it's, it's the relationship, right? And that's, that's, that's very, very important. By so the way, that's not a, that's I, not a I, I, I laugh because he says it. And uh, out of those uh, six, seven places that I worked, I've had like four or five horrible stories. It's not that I go there to leave, right? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's things happen. Like, oh, so how, did I, how did I know? That Wells Fargo was gonna have the accounts issue, and they were gonna let go of the people at Global at Global Advisory. How did I know? You know, how did I know that they? When I started in Banesco, the guy from Venezuela, the president of Venezuela, gets brought to Miami, brings his buddy, and fires me because there wasn't any budget anymore. How did I know all this stuff? I don't have a crystal ball, but you know what? Every time that I cry, I know who to call. <laughs> I call you guys. You wanna have breakfast somewhere? <laughs> Dale, Narisa. We got to go because they're kicking us out yeah. of this conference room. Really, really fast. I just wanted to share something that I really learned in all of my experiences. Never speak ill of anyone ever. It doesn't matter. You're going to always maintain those relationships for the future. And from this whole thing, like always be transparent about everything from the beginning, make it public, like Hernan said, and just do the right thing. I think what Vale said, which was really, really important. Rosa. 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 
right? I saw that, but then I saw the name underneath your, your Zoom thing. Very smiling, like, my daughter's name. Yeah. Ah, okay, it's your daughter. Okay, well, specifically is that you're setting an example and you're setting a precedent for like everybody that is you, your culture, your family, everything that you represent. So your word is your currency and we have to do the, the right thing. At the end of the day, you're always going to be safe if you do the right thing, be honest, yeah. and maintain relationships, right? But you know, Nalisa, it's always healthy to find somebody you can bitch with about. You know? I have a big gossip for you. Let me tell you, this is why we have this network. I hope I hope that you understand. That the, that the mentors in this program are all my best friends. Like I have, I have a bunch of people tell me, oh, my best friend. The reality is they're all spectacular people that I gather throughout life. I hope that all of you can find so many nice people to spend your life with. And then that these people, you know, we, we this Zoom ends. We're not speakers in, a, in an event, right? We are here for you, right? If we sign up for this as mentors, it's because... We believe in helping the next generation. Why? Because let me explain to you. Look at me. I was in the same shoes that you were when you started in your career. I was. I, I did not know what to do. I did not know who to talk to. I didn't have any mentors, right? I made so many mistakes and, and I want to share a little bit, but don't be afraid to make your own mistakes. Just know that you have somebody, right? That if you make a mistake, oh, no, you know what? I made a mistake. And, and then you pick yourself up next. Right? That's what I tell Nalisa. Nalisa, every time she gets upset, I tell her, okay, brush yourself up, pick up yourself, and continue the next thing. We don't have time for, for sob stories because you are, you know, you're a leader, right? Don't don't waste your talent uh, drowning it in, in tears. Use your energy and what you learn and share it with the next generation and continue, right? Next. Right? Leaders are human, right? At the end of the day, leaders are human. So it's normal to experience all of this. It's emotional intelligence. It takes some time, but it's so much easier with people. So it's not just book smarts. It's really street smarts. And that's like the relationships. You. Okay. Thank you, Hernan, for making it possible for us to feel like humans again. Um, even if in. Wait, if you get fired, right? This is the only team. Apprentice <laughs> is the only team that no matter where you will get fired, your team continues with you. You transfer it around. Right. This is which is the beauty of putting this little logo right in, in your in your uh, casa to casa. No, come to the casa, cry and then go out in the world and do what you do best. You know, don't worry about what you can't control. That'll stop the gray hairs. That's right. Guys, I love you guys. <laughs> Be good. Thank you for sharing. Uh, we're going to do this again next week. But next week is going to be a harder topic, not horror stories, heartfelt stories about people dying because of cancer and how we could be of help, you know, to ourselves if we deal with it, right? And to others that are dealing with it, okay? And this is Monica Onisek, who's one of the mentors uh, who both her sister and her mother suffered from cancer. And their stories, I don't want to give it up, but she has to deal with it. And uh, she's still here uh, to, to share. She's going to share her, her advice with people. Okay. And I, and I, you know, I, I lost my mother-in-law from uh, pancreatic cancer in three days. Right. So I have a heart uh, for that. Andy, which is uh, one of the uh, associates now, now a mentor 
suffered from testicular cancer and he he's giving his life to medicine. He's one of our, our, our uh, you know, young adults, young professionals. And also, you know, every time like uh, like Alex with with giving her toys, he he has a foundation that gives toys to kids with cancer. So we're going to listen about to their story. And by the way, I'm going to share a link. The proceeds of the T-shirt that we're going to sell uh, is go are going to be for uh for cancer research la liga contra el cancer and i'll share that link so we can get our shirts are nice and pink which says apprentice cares and it says punch out cancer so i'll share with you the link you'll love it uh and then you will all uh, you know get together and wear it uh in support of all these people uh any questions sheep shots yeah the guys here are firing we're, we're leaving bye. bye thank you thank you so much bye, bye everyone Great Great Hi, good night, everyone. Bye.